monsoon season here in arizona oh i guess that's true that's yes. oh that's kind of terrifying i hope none of our monsoons are atomic except for ours exactly <laughs> how you doing and, Andy? Uh, i'm doing well i was just listening to our entrance music there from the uh our friends at the def m records and uh oh yeah you can find you can find them and and all of uh the other bands and stuff that are on that label at defmrecords.com d-e-a-f-r-e-c-o-r-d-s dot c-o-m yeah yes that place yeah. go there Listen. yes do it you can you can <laughs> find them on on social media they're they're at defm records basically everywhere and you can find us on sh- social media as well at atomic monsoon on uh twitter and facebook and uh with the underscore between the words on instagram and whatever podcatcher you're listening to 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 uh listen to us you should rate review and subscribe to us so that you don't miss an episode and tell us how wonderful we are because we like it when people say nice things about us we take compliments very well. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so. I'm doing pretty well, Steph. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you know, just chilling at home, currently dog sitting. So that's that's fun. Excellent. Excellent. I, uh, I wish I was chilling at home, but, you know, it's the end of June in the desert. So uh, we're at that the point AC where... AC is on very high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We... Uh, we try and save some money, and and part of me wonders how much it's actually worth doing that. But uh, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, we read a book. I read a book over the last couple weeks here. Yes, you did. I. Uh, yeah. You, you had me read uh, "Strangers in Paradise." Yes. Uh, which. Now, because I've been dog sitting this week and everything, I have been reading uh, into the next volume. Oh yeah, chapter set. Uh, yeah. It's pretty good so far. Pretty good so far. Excellent. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I told you a couple weeks ago. I'm like, hey, since we read, since you made me read Strangers in Paradise, which is really, really good, uh-huh, I want uh-huh. you to read one of my favorite series. However, it's not a comic book series it's an actual physical novel but still yeah yeah so i asked you to read about 80 pages of comic mm-hmm. and you returned with 520 pages of novel i mean if i asked you to read 80 <laughs> pages of a novel it would be written for six-year-olds so <laughs> I, well i could have done it in a day Exactly. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you what. This was the first time I've had assigned reading since I was in high school uh, back <laughs> in the 90s. So there was part of me that was like, you know what? This is kind of bringing back some weird memories. Um, and it was it was fine. You know, I read a couple chapters a day. Uh, fortunately, my roommate had the book on her Kindle, so mm-hmm. I didn't have to pay any money for it. So. Um, Mm -hmm. so that was not that, not that I, I, you know, like I just didn't, I didn't have to go out to a bookstore or anything, uh, especially during the pandemic, you know, and I, I didn't have to wait for it to get delivered to me or anything. Like it was just in the next room. So, uh, so that was nice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I had, I had never read this book before. I have still not seen the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. But you, you have, uh, you, you've experienced this quite a bit. 
I have, yes. So the book in question, for those of you that are wondering what on earth we're talking about, um, yeah, it's not like a is nice episode after or anything. Oh yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so I asked Andy to read the first book in uh, the Mortal Instruments series, uh, which is a six novel long uh, book series written by Cassandra Clare. Uh, the books came out. The first book, which is the one uh, City of Bones, uh, came out in uh, March of 2007. Okay. And it kind of kicked off this whole universe of uh, the Shadow Hunters and the Downworld and everything like that that actually come with part, being part of the book. That now in the year 2020, uh, it has spawned obviously the six books three prequels, three sequels, and several spinoff books following one warlock named Magnus Bane. <laughs> okay. So that's, you're looking at at least, what, like 13, 14 books there? Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. there, there's a lot. There's a lot of books, if not, uh, if not more. I have not actually sit down to actually um, count every single one, but I own... Uh, at least 12 of the books so okay okay yeah. that's that's quite a few yeah <laughs> yeah so um to go a little bit more uh just a little more information about it so uh the mortal instrument series just to kind of give a brief summary about it for those of you that may have never read it or don't know what it is like um, me like Andy, yeah. Um, the series is about uh, a young girl, at least the first book, is about a young girl named uh, Clary Frey, who turns 16 years old, and on her 16th birthday, uh, her world kind of gets flipped completely upside down, like you do in most adventure fantasy novels. Um, but in, uh, but instead, she ends up witnessing, um, by the hand of three... Murder! Yes. <laughs> she witnesses murder by the hand of three shadow hunters in a local nightclub. Um, and from there, she ends up discovering that she's actually from the world of shadow hunting and demons and vampires and werewolves and warlocks and fairies and the whole nine yards. Uh, and apparently she's been living her whole life as a lie and doesn't know why until the first book. <laughs> I, I feel like we should uh, we should warn people now, just a few minutes into yeah. the episode. We're going into heavy. We're going to go into heavy spoilers at some point. I'm sure. I I feel like I have to, yeah. just to kind of get a bit of an idea for everyone to kind of get a bit of an idea of what this is all about. So yeah, yeah. So heads up. Uh, if I can read this book in about you know six or seven days, uh, you can too. So mm -hmm. if you if you want to not have things spoiled, you need to stop the episode now, mm -hmm. go read the book, and then come back. Uh, if you don't mind spoilers then by all means, continue to listen on. But uh, you yes. have been warned. We are going mm -hmm. to spoil the crap out of this. So, yes. warning. Okay. <laughs> warning. Here, here is your warning now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, there's The City of Bones, which is the first book. Uh, and it spawned five sequels following it, which is City of Ashes, City of Glass, City of Fallen Angels, City of Lost Souls, and then finally City of Heavenly Fire, which came out in May of 2014. That is a lot of cities. It's a lot of cities. And you know what's weird? All of it's New York. <laughs> I, hmm. No, I mean, I say that as a joke. I mean, like, the first two books take place in New York, but right. um, 
we do see other locations and other cities throughout it, but the main story <laughs> takes place in New York, in Brooklyn, New York. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it spawned, the, like I said, it spawned a prequel and a sequel series. The prequel series is known as the Infernal Devices, uh, and that mm-hmm. takes okay. place in Victorian London time. Um, and it, the three books are this, uh, Clockwork Angel, Clockwork Prince, and Clockwork Princess. And those came out between 2010 and 2013. And then the sequel series, um, which include Lady Midnight, Lord of Shadows, and Queen of Air and Darkness, which is the Dark Artifacts series. It came out between 2016 and 2018. So there's been a lot of books, and I own every single one. Have I finished yeah. them all? No, but. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a lot of writing in about 12 years. Yeah. Yeah, or, no, it's the one author. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, and that's just the main, like, those are like the main novels. That's not even like the spin off, like, other stuff, you know, following Magnus or following any of the other things. It's just, that's just the main storyline right there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't read any of those. I just read the first one. Yeah. You just read <laughs> City of Bones. So we're yeah. just going to focus on City of Bones for now. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, what did you think of uh, of the book City of Bones? Oh boy, uh, I, I think I think we're going to get into that a little later. Mm-hmm. I think I want to ask you how you found out about the series first. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> so in it would have been my eighth grade year, so in uh, two thousand and eight. Okay. Um, like so, the book was fairly uh, new at that point. Yeah, the, yeah, the book was still fairly new. Uh, the uh, City of Ashes was out by that point. Um, I was tasked in my eighth grade English class or language arts class to read a book for the first 20 minutes of class every single school day. And at the very beginning of the school year, I, I read at very much a uh, third grade reading level because that's actually all I could comprehend and take. I mm. could not read anything bigger than that. And that was actually a problem for me for many, many years. Sure. Um, yeah. But in this class, I ended up buzzing through those books at lightning speed that I'd be sitting there for the next 15, 20 minutes rereading the book over and over again, because I'm like, <laughs> I finished it in three minutes. So I got to bigger and bigger books. And the spring of 2009, a friend of mine was like, hey, you should totally check out this awesome series. Uh, it was given a great review by Stephanie Meyer, the creator of Twilight, which, you know, Twilight was the biggest thing since sliced bread at the time. It certainly was. So I was like, okay, if if the author of Twilight, which I could not finish the first book of Twilight, by the way, could not finish it. <laughs> okay. If the author of the most famous series in the freaking world, second to uh, J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter, and yeah. third to... Uh, you know, the creator of Lord of the Rings and obviously the creator of Game of Thrones. Sure, right. Um, uh, she, it, w- it, w- it was interesting to see that she she commented and said that this is one of the best book series she's ever read. And I was like, interesting. Okay, yeah. so I sat down uh, over a weekend and I want to say April of 2009. Okay. Uh, and I started reading the first book. And I was borrowing my friend's copies at the time. And before I realized it, I had finished the first three books because she had City of Bones, City of Ashes and City of Glass, all three Mm -hmm. of them. I finished it all in like, I want to say two weeks. Okay. 
I okay. finished City. Yeah, I, so I know that because I finished City of Glass in a weekend. Um, but it was, it, it was a thing where she was like, "Yeah, you should read this." And at the time, I couldn't read anything that wasn't that didn't have Star Wars in the title. <laughs> you sure. think I'm kidding, but I'm not. <laughs> no, no, I, I, no, no, I completely understand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean. Look, I was I was just still getting used to reading things longer than a hundred pages long, and that were thicker <laughs> than you know my notebook. Right. So, right. Um, so City of so the Mortal Instruments series was the first series that I read that took me away from Star Wars and into what all of my tween friends were reading, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. finally put me up on the reading level I should be at, if not higher, by the end of my eighth grade year. So. I mean, that's that in itself is pretty awesome, right? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> the fact that you, in when you were in eighth grade, so you would have been uh, like 13, 14? 13. 13, yeah. So you were having trouble reading, you know, six years, five years younger than you. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the year, just just because you kept reading, you're, you were at the reading level you were supposed to be, if not higher. Yeah, and I definitely thank that teacher for my love of reading now. And definitely yeah. love of creative writing. I got better at creative writing because of him, too. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, there you go, parents. Anyone that's listening, if your kids are having trouble reading, uh, go find them a whole bunch of books and and find out find something that they're gonna like, you know. And and even if it is just Star Wars or just you know tween uh, uh, fantasy stuff, like mm-hmm. better to get them reading anything than to have them struggling at a lower reading level than they should be. Mm-hmm. And my Especially parents. Had, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, my parents had me. Um, they had me try reading other books. It was just, I would end up rereading page after page, like the pages like six times before I finally understood what happened. Yeah. And then by the time I finished the book, I'd be like, I don't really remember what happened in the book. <laughs> it was just a really hard time grasping everything. Now yeah, it's like, well, and you know, we, we live in a world now where everything is, is flashing in front of our eyes and everything is on mm-hmm. screens and there's always ads going off on the side and there's sound effects and, and, you know, so many people just watch YouTube and Netflix all day that like yep. your brain kind of wanders sometimes if you're not paying attention to the fact that you are reading. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'll, I'll say even when I was reading this, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, 37 and there were a couple of pages that were like, I got a couple of pages in and I was like, wait, how did we get here? Cause like I had been reading, but I know my brain had just kind of wandered off, you know? Yeah. And so like, I'd had to go, I had to click back a few pages and be like, Oh, okay. Like, all right. I remember this part. Okay. Let me just start over again from here. Um, yeah. And it, that's not the book's fault. That's just my brain is so used to just stuff happening all the time and sitting down in the quiet, just mm-hmm. reading a book. It's like, man, I haven't actually really done this <laughs> in quite a while. So yeah, no, I totally get it. Yeah. So, now it's just hard for me to pick up. A, now, now for me, it's like a thing where, I used to read so much and now it's like, I have all these books I still need to read. And I'm just like, I'll get to them. I'll get to them at some point, read like six yeah. chapters in one day and then leave it alone for two weeks again. Like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure. ah, dang it. I got to pick it up again and finish it. I said yeah. I would. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, so that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, that I was not expecting that story to have such a, a good uh, message <laughs> in it. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, like, no, but like, if nothing else, I feel like this book's existence is justified by, hey, it helps Stephanie learn how to read better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I remember 
the movie coming out. I remember when the Mortal Instruments, the City of Bones was coming out. And I was like, that's a very long title for a movie. Yes. And then the next time I saw the trailer, it was like best on the based on the best selling novel or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's why it's so long. OK, cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I looked at it and, you know, I, I think I checked the Wikipedia article and it was like, oh, teen fantasy romance drama thing. And I was like, oh, it's like the next Twilight thing. All right, great. Uh, I am not the market for that. So I am just not going to read this. And then I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, but I mean, that's that's sort of the thing, right? Like, yeah, there's stuff that I will never recommend to you. Like, even though we're we're good friends and, and like, we have some similar tastes and there's a lot of overlap in our interests and stuff, like, mm-hmm. there's just some things where I'm like, look, Stephanie's not going to want to read, you know, Fistful of Blood by Kevin Eastman and Simon Bisley. Like, it's a it's a kind of a horror comic about vampires and it's gross and, like, kind of sexist, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, I recognize that it's problematic and I still think it's a fun time, but, like, most people I'm never going to recommend that to. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, and that's fine. Like, they're, they, that's why they make different stories. That's why they make different types of books. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's different preferences. There's different taste. And if we yeah. all read the same thing, we'd all just be reading the same, you know, Mark Twain and Tchaikovsky books. Tolstoy. Tolstoy, not yeah. Tchaikovsky. He's a composer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of those, you know, famous Russian people. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, we'd all be reading, you know, Huckleberry Finn and War and Peace, and we'd never move past that. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I remember this being a thing and and just being like, well, that's a strange long title, and then finding out it was a book. And I was like, all right, well, that's what that is. Great. And mm-hmm. I will probably never read this. Let's move on with our lives. And mm-hmm. 13 years later, <laughs> I I got tasked to read the book for a podcast I didn't know I was going to be hosting. <laughs> well, 13 years later from when the book came out, only seven yes. years from when the movie did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I yeah. said, I have notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's no, that's fair. That's fair. So. Um, oh, man. So I I both, uh, I guess, I guess we'll go into the, what I thought of this. That's fine. Um, I, I both did and didn't like this book. <laughs> okay. Um, I thought that, uh, oh, what is the author's name again? Um, Sandra Clare. Sandra Clare. I thought that she was a, a good writer. I thought, mm-hmm. uh, I thought the pacing was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I thought that, um, I understood, I mean, except for the times when my brain wandered, I understood everything that was going on. Like I, I never felt lost or confused. Um, mm-hmm. even with all of the extra nomenclature and, um, world building and stuff in this book i never felt like it was overwhelming which i you know there's there's certainly some books where like you get into the fantasy or sci-fi thing and they're just like oh the first two chapters are a million new vocabulary words and that's all you have to like that's what you're reading here and like okay this is you're throwing too much at me you know now it helps that i know fairies and demons and vampires and werewolves and stuff are already like that's yeah, you know, just because of general American popular culture, like I kind of know what a lot of these things are, um, thankfully, which definitely. Uh, cut back. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. I totally agree. And the thankful thing about this series is that almost everything, like all, almost all of the demons, all of the references to angels, yeah. almost everything is either in Latin or it's a word that already exists in the world. Yeah, yeah. So, um, which is which is cool. Uh, mm-hmm. That definitely helped. 
Uh, and even even like Shadowhunter isn't a real thing, but like I know I, I, just the name Shadowhunter, like I kind of get what that is. Yeah. Um, so, OK, cool. Like it was easy to follow. Um, the, 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 the world was kind of interesting. Um, like everything was fine, but I kind of hated the main character. <laughs> um, I mean, she is a 16 year old girl in Brooklyn, well, New York. There, there is that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I, uh, I did speak with, uh, with one of my, with my roommate who, who lent me the book and mm-hmm. she said like when she read it, she was a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and she very much enjoyed it as a teenage girl. It was it was very much like, yeah, that's kind of that's exactly the kind of thing I would say. And like, yep. you know, fight the power and and yeah, be all sassy at everything. But looking back on it as an adult, she was like, oh, God, was I that annoying? <laughs> um, and and I think that that's probably where I was as a teenager as well. Uh, obviously, it's been a lot longer since I've been a teenager. Um, <clears throat> but. Yeah, uh, I. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad writing choice. Mm-hmm. It was just it made sort of all of the teenage characters great on my nerves because um, it wasn't exclusive to just Clary. It was it was uh, um, Alec and Isabel and uh, Jace. Jace. Yeah, like all all four of them, and even Simon like all five of the teenagers like just sassed and, and melted off way too much. It was like, man, yeah. like if you were five years older and you're all mm-hmm. at a bar and you're talking to people like this, like all of you would have your teeth knocked out. Oh yeah. No, totally. <laughs> you, you can't, you know, you just, you can't go around the world, uh, quite like asking someone what something is and mm-hmm. then giving them a smart ass response to them explaining <laughs> something to you. You know, like, oh, what color is the sky? Blue. Oh, yeah, blue. Bah. Like, okay, you're just an asshole if you're doing that. <laughs> yeah, and t- t- to be fair, I mean, okay, it, I mean, it's not like that in every. I, I know it's. I know it's not like that in every conversation they have. I know there are some conversations where it is very, like, at least normal sounding, yeah. or normal ish. Um, but I definitely totally get the sass. I totally get that part. You know yeah. what's really, really funny? Uh, mm-hmm. That comes back to bite their ass in the second book. Good. Good. Yeah. That, actually <laughs> comes back to, that actually comes back to bite them in the ass in the second book, and even more so in the third book. And by the time we get to four, five, and six, we're just like, you all aged in like six months. Like, I don't know what happened here. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, again, it's it's fine, and it oh, yeah. is it is something that I have definitely noticed mm-hmm. teenagers and and like probably someone anyone like 18 under 18 mm-hmm. um i kind of feel like those last two years of high school a lot of people kind of figure their stuff out um mm-hmm. but but very much that like you know still struggling through puberty going through adolescence like trying mm-hmm. to find your place in the world you're not a kid anymore but you're definitely not really an adult even if you think you are mm-hmm. and and trying to be tough and mature and just like yeah but you're, you're not there yet um, yeah, and I know, know one. Th- yeah, I know one thing is for sure. I mean, I know it's definitely big and broad with Simon and Clary for sure because they're the they're the normal ones in this story. Yeah, um, in the sense to like all of us outsiders who are reading in. Uh, for Jace, Isabel, and Alec, um, I mean, Alex, seventeen. 
okay. almost 18 in the book. Um, he's a little better about it, I will yeah, say. He's a little, yeah, he's a little bit better about it. Um, Isabel and Jace are also about, are both 16. Um, but I know the thing with them, though, is that as a shadow hunter, for those of you that don't know, a shadow hunter is someone who hunts demons. They protect uh, mortals or mundanes, which are just normal, everyday people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you know, they attack demons, but they also have to deal with the issues of the downworld, which is like the vampires, the werewolves, the, the warlocks, the fairies, those guys. Um, so they're kind of like this, like, like demon security force type of thing that use really interesting weaponry. Well, the thing with the shadow hunters, and they point this out in the third book, um, shadow hunters don't live very long. Mm-hmm. Because they have a higher likelihood of being killed because they're fighting, you know, demons. Sure. Yeah. That, that makes they sense. that they kinda they kinda have to mature at like a rather young age. So once they start becoming official shadow hunters, which I think is like ten or twelve, okay. they they could live to be about as old as like thirty maybe at the oldest. I think some of the okay. oldest I think some of the oldest characters you ever interact with are maybe in their thirties. There are some that are even older. That are yeah. shadow hunters, but those are like the ones who got lucky <laughs> and like can can candle themselves and are probably in positions of power type of thing. Okay. Um, which you well, meet more in the other books, but because like Hodge, yeah. it's Hodge, right? And yeah. and Valentine and Luke and uh, Clary's awesome. mom, like yeah, like they're all. I would. I mean, they're they're definitely older than thirty. I would imagine. Uh. Hodge is, yes. I think Yeah, because Hodge is described as being like wrinkly and stuff and having gray yeah. hair. So Hodge is like in his fifties. Yeah. Clary but he's also and, like I know I know Hodge has been stuck in the uh temple yeah. forever. Yeah, he's the been institute. stuck in the institute. Yeah. 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 Which is their like base headquarters and everything. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. you know, Hodge is like somewhere in his fifties, I think. Forties okay. or fifties. Uh Jocelyn and Valentine are I think in their late thirties, early forties, somewhere yeah. around there. And I think same with Luke, because those three are all around the same age. Yeah. Cause if I mean, figure if, if, if Clary is turning 16, like mm-hmm. her mom's, you know, at least twice that age. Yeah. Probably a few years older. Yeah. So because according to the third book, and this is a spoiler now, um, if for anyone, who, this is one of the first spoilers you're going to face. Uh, Jocelyn and Valentine aren't getting, they get married and they get married at the age of like 18, 19 years old. Okay. So, and then they yeah. have their first kid, like a year later. So, okay, yeah. Young. So, so they have to be thirty six, thirty seven when mm. this happens. Oh God, my age, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's oh. the year two thousand seven. Uh, so uh, not that age okay. now. That doesn't help. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, that's that's okay. So, uh, oh, so. they're so old. Uh, they're they're like thirty seven. Oh. Great. And it's my birthday in a few weeks. So, yeah. Um, (laughs) But but yeah, no, like I I totally I totally get what you're saying, though, about the about the attitudes and the sass and the and everything like that. That is that is one thing that I I definitely noticed in the first couple books. And and like a little of it would be fine. But it's Mm -hmm. it's like every conversation that I feel Clary and Jace have, like it's just awful. (laughs) <laughs> and she's like, you know, what, a, what does a shadow hunter do? And he'll explain. And she'll be like, well, that doesn't sound very smart. And it's like, okay, you just like, 
you just question his life. You know, if he was like, oh, yeah. what does the kid with a notebook, with a sketchbook do? You're like, oh, he sits down and sketches. And he's like, oh, that doesn't sound very smart. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, there's definitely that. And, and what's interesting is that um, you, you'll notice uh, with the progression of the series, because obviously each book came out a different year, obviously. Sure. Yeah. Um, and there was even a gap between the third book and the fourth book, with the third coming out in 2009 and the th- uh, fourth coming out in 2011. Um, okay. There is definitely there's definitely a difference in how she writes the characters, but it's also like, let's reflect. How did teens act back then? Yeah. Hmm. How did teens act now? Hmm. Mm. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's, that makes sense. Yeah. That, that's why I think it relates really well to teens. And I, I mean, for me, I, it, when I, when I first got into it, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I really related to it. But mm-hmm. you know, what's weird. I related to Simon more than I think I related to any of the other characters. Hmm. Okay. Just because, you know, well, kind of, but yeah, uh, <laughs> just because he's like, he's the normal one uh, in the sense of like being kind of like a nerd being, you know, but mm-hmm. also a musician and being like, you know, things like that. And I'm not saying that I'm a musician. I mean, I used to play trombone, but I'm not great at it. Um, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but, you know, but I, I can definitely, but as a kid, I, I truly, I got what they were saying. I laughed at, it. I thought it was funny. And I have gone back and I have reread the first few books and it, it, I can see where the cringiness is, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I also see where I fell in love with the books. I also see where everything like that happened. And what's interesting is in 20, um, I have it written down here in like 26, 14, 15, 16, one of those years, uh, Freeform, which is the new ABC family channel came out with a television series called shadow hunters. Okay. Which is based off of the mortal instruments. Um, actually based off of all six books mm, and okay. the first the first season is very much book one okay uh season two is very much books two and three a little bit and like season three is like books three four five and six <laughs> <laughs> to kinda... be fair there are a lot of moments in the books in the fourth fifth and sixth book that just really don't need to exist <laughs> Like they're okay. good, but it's like a lot of just filler conversation that has that doesn't really get to the action. Okay. Um, but in the series that came out in that time, uh, actually finished last May in 2019, um, hmm. they they boosted everyone's age. So Clary turns 18 in the in the in the series, okay. and she's about to go to college, and everything's a little bit different. And I think they did that strictly because all of their readers are now college aids kids. Yeah, that makes sense. So they had to, they kind of had to go and meet their reader, the readers halfway. And then they, yeah. I mean, like they changed a few things, but I mean, the sass is, the sass is still there, but now it matches that of an 18 year old, sure. <laughs> not a, yeah. not a 16 year old. So, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, back to your yeah. review of the, of the book. <laughs> um, okay. So like, I don't want to focus on the negative, but like that, yeah that part just really stuck out at me and I couldn't not say anything about it. That's um, fine. Yeah. Yeah. The only other, um, thing I would have to say about the book at all is mm-hmm. there's just a lot in it. Um, and, and like I said, even though it wasn't necessarily the worst about, uh, world building and, and vocabulary and stuff, like there is still just a lot of stuff to keep track of in that book. Yes. Um, now, it is 500 pages, 500 plus pages. So like that is a lot of room. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but part of me wonders if that book could have just been cut up into two. And I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I <laughs> you know, I am not an expert on the young adult uh, fantasy genre. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I am not a regular participant in it, and I'm not the tar- I'm not in that demographic. You know, I'm no. definitely not the person the book is written for. So yeah. um, maybe maybe it is better to just have the book be longer and challenge the readers to to get through something bigger. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, and I definitely but, know there's a I know there's a lot that's thrown at you, but I also know it's a lot of things where it's like these things will come up in later books type of thing. Yeah, yeah, and see that. So that's the other thing is is I don't know how much of it does get pushed brought back later. Um, I like just specifically the scene where um, si- they go to the the Magnus Bane's party, and yep. Simon has been turned into a rat, and yep. he suddenly isn't in Clary's backpack. And um, they, they're like, okay, well, we have to go find him. And mm-hmm. so they go to the, um, the hotel, right? It's a hotel yes. where all the, the yeah. vampires are staying, they figure yep. out. Yep. And um, so, like, that entire sequence, I feel like, could have just been cut. And I don't feel like it would have changed much, except for the revelation of... Uh, where the werewolves come in later. Yeah. Uh, right? Like, yeah. Like the scenes, there's nothing wrong with that scene, but mm-hmm. it's other than introducing, like, this is how the vampires in this world act. This is how the werewolves in this world act. This is how, mm-hmm. you know, they negotiate with these kinds of characters. Like, yeah. Like, other than that, I don't know that any of that needed to be there because it definitely just interrupted the rest of the flow of the story. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely get that. Um, I know, I obviously, because I have, I have read all the other stuff, I know that it's important, that sequence, because, uh, now going into spoilers once again, um, the vampires do end up playing a very important role in later stories, in the sense of, like, are they going to side with Valentine? Are they going to side with them? And then there's, like, a split at one point when, like, an elder vampire comes back and things like that. Um, but also because, so when Simon gets taken to the vampire hotel, Mm -hmm. um, he actually, after they turn him back into a human, uh, he actually gets bitten. Mm. Uh, he doesn't immediately turn, um, but he does start getting a thirst for blood and keeps going back to his master at the hotel, which results in the second book, him actually becoming a vampire and, and now instead of this being a thing where Jace is going to continue to treat Simon like dirt because he's a mundane, mm-hmm. it's now a thing where Simon against his will, because he got involved in the first place, according to according Jace has his opinion of this, but because yeah. Simon was sticking with Clary and making sure to keep an eye on her for her mom and Luke and everything like that, he got himself into a world where he technically didn't belong. Right. And for the remainder of the series, he actually does become a vampire. Okay. Okay. He actually becomes a very special vampire in the second book, but he does become a vampire. Um, sure. And it's actually because of him that he, him and Luke, uh, because we discover Luke later in the first book that Luke is the uh, leader of the werewolves. Right. Um, that because of those two and their connection to Clary as a shadow hunter and Magnus Bane's connection to Clary, they actually start mending ties with the downworld and the shadow hunters. Oh, okay. Like, things that had never been mended ever in the history of the Shadow World 
they start mending it because of their connections and relationships. Okay. Which is really cool. Okay. That is kind of so. cool. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. Um, so I'm glad that that pays off later, but yes, mm-hmm. it's still like reading it at reading the book on its own. Um, yes. You know, it, it like everything is about Clary's journey. And mm-hmm. then there's just this sequence in the middle of the story where it's like, Oh, this whole thing, this whole mm-hmm. thing could have just been taken out and it could have just been, Oh, we got back to the Institute and Simon turned back into a person and the story continues on. And there's yeah. only one thing later on where it's like, Oh, right. Luke is a werewolf. And mm-hmm. he, he was, you know, his buddies were there watching over me, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I totally but, get it. <laughs> but other, other than that, you know, like I said, I thought the pacing was good. I thought the plot was fine. I thought the world building was good. Like, I don't, I don't really have, you know, like, like the, the complaint about the sass and stuff like that's just me not liking a particular trait about some of the characters. That's fine. Yeah. That's, that's going to happen in, in anything. Um, yeah. and you know, Hey, it's, it's, uh, you know, her first book and like, let's throw everything in there. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause who knows if you're going to get a second book. Right. Cause like, yeah. you know, you can plan, you can plan for a, a, a quintology if you want, mm-hmm. but if your first book doesn't sell, you're not going to get to put the other ones out. Yeah. So, you know, like I, I kind of get to like, Hey, it's the first book and we're talking about these things. Let's show some of them, you know? Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, all in all, it's fine. It's it. Mm-hmm. And, and like, those are my two complaints is like, I didn't like a particular character trait about a couple of the characters and I didn't like this one sequence, but otherwise like, I don't really have anything to complain about. It's a cool story. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and if I had read it, even when I was a, uh, <laughs> I mean, I was not a teenage girl ever, um, but <laughs> when I was a teenager, uh, you know, I, I probably would have been into it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I don't. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I, the only reason yeah. why I, I, I suggested it to you in the first place, because you had me read Strangers in Paradise and you yeah. and you told me back when um, back before I read it, you know what you know like if you hate it you hate it it's fine type of thing i won't be upset and honestly yeah. that was kind of yeah. my thought with this as well um and the only reason why i recommended it is because i have recommended this book this series to many people mm-hmm. i've recommended it to my own mother and she mm-hmm. sat down and she's read all of them and she's still impatiently waiting for me to finish the ones i am currently still reading because <laughs> uh, <laughs> she she enjoys it as well even though she's very much yeah. you know she's in her 50s and everything like that so she really sure enjoyed these yeah books. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I totally, I honestly, you know, I get, I get your, I get your criticisms. I get your complaints mm-hmm. and, and everything like that. But I also, I'm glad that you also still enjoyed it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I, I liked it. Like there was a, there was a point early on where I was like, okay, I'm like the Kindle equivalent of like 200 pages in, like, do I want to keep going? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I decided I did. You know, okay. and, um, you know, and, and, and here's the thing, if you had read two, you know, a third of, of Strangers in Paradise, you'd be like, man, I just, I'm not into this. This sucks. Like, let's, mm-hmm. can we do something else? Like I would have been fine with that, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, like, and I decided, yeah, I want to keep going. And by the time I was done, I was like, you know what? Like this was, this was fun. Um, I enjoyed reading it. I don't think I care enough to read the sequels. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did check, and the Shadowhunters series is on Hulu, so maybe I will check out that. And I will uh, tell you that if you check it out on Hulu, if you do check out the series, there are a few things that they did change from the book. Sure, sure. of course. 
I, but other than well, that, and I, I always expect that because you yeah. always want to make the best version for whatever medium you're working in. Yes. Yes. yes right. Yes. So, yeah. So if you're making a book, you make the best decisions for the book. If you make a comic, you make the best decisions for a comic. You make a movie, you make the best decisions for a movie. You make mm -hmm. a TV show, you make the best decisions for a TV show. That was something I was going to say. Uh, I know the movie kind of underperformed. Um, that was because I think mainly because of marketing, but yeah. Well, I think marketing certainly didn't help, but I also, one of the things, like, during during the Vampire Hotel sequence, I was thinking, how, how do you do all of these 500 pages in a two-hour movie? Mm -hmm. Like, and even by the time I got to the end of it, it's like, oh, man, like, the bad guy gets away, the other guy turns out to be a bad guy, and he gets away, spoilers, told you. Oh, yeah, Hodge. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like, Valentine gets away, Hodge turns out to be a bad guy, he gets away, like, there's that whole sequence in the middle, like... This is way too much, and it's way too unsatisfying to be a movie. Like, you would have to change so much to make uh -huh. the movie work. And if you're doing that, then you're not being true to the book. Mm -hmm. And then how do you build on that for the other movies? Because they have to be based on the other book. Like, and I, yeah. you know, like, boy, I can see why this maybe didn't do so well as a movie. Um, you know what's really, really funny? Hmm. Um, this is the, and this is the thing that I find kind of humorous because so I also have read the Percy Jackson series and everything like that. And okay, those movies yeah. did there were there people have their complaints about those movies compared to the books. <laughs> sure, and I completely get them, but I I like both, both versions. The funniest thing about the Mortal Instruments movie is that aside from choosing actors with British accents for everyone except for Clary and her mother, and Simon. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they actually were probably, there were probably maybe a few things that they took out, but everything else was fairly true to the book. That is the shocking part about that movie. Yeah. But yet, it still felt off. It still felt really off. It's yeah. good, but it's like, this still feels weird. This still feels strange. Um, the series does a really good job with it, even though they add in, um, which this is a spoiler, uh, and a confirmation from the second book, but Alec is gay. Alec sure. is a gay character. Oh, has, that's that's revealed in the first one. Yeah, it's revealed in the first one, but he doesn't like confirm it. He's just like, no, I'm not, and like walks away type of thing. In no, the no, second no. He's, book, he's he? straight up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, it's been a while since I've read it. Then. <laughs> oh, you know, what? I I think I think he doesn't confirm it. I think Isabel confirms it to Clary. Is what it is. Yes. Yeah. We don't hear. Well, it, like, we don't... Yeah, yeah. We don't hear from him, but like. After that point, it's mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, he totally is and totally has been this whole time. Like, yep. and it's yeah. like there, there's definitely seeds there, which is be mm -hmm. why Clary asked in the first place. Like, yes, like it was, it was planted. Yeah, yeah. Oh, anyways, yeah. sorry. <laughs> um, but no, but in, in the TV series, it's revealed a lot sooner that he's gay, and they try to hook him up, and they try to get him married in the first series to like another female shadow hunter. Oh wow! And he actually like stands her up at his own wedding to go be with Magnus Bane, which, by the way, that is a thing the two of them do get get, get together later in the series. So. Okay. Uh, Alec and Magnus get together later in the series, and it is glorious. Um, <laughs> how, but, how old is Magnus Bane? Uh, let's just say he is in the uh, prequel series, which takes place in Victorian London, and at that point, he okay. was still really old. But he's yeah. also a warlock, so he looks like he's probably like twenty five. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I definitely got that he was older than the kids, though. So, oh yeah, he's definitely yeah. older. He's definitely 
wiser and much more aged, but he, he, um, but if you actually physically looked at him, he's pretty much an attractive, like 25 year old Asian dude. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. Magnus was pretty great. I, I was expecting a character with the name Magnus Bane to be like this, <laughs> this huge, like overly masculine badass. Right. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, and maybe that's my own biases because I know Bane from the Batman comics is just this giant lump of muscle I that just the wants same to thing. kill everything. And Magnus is like a very manly name, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's just kind of this fabulous warlock that likes throwing parties. Yep. <laughs> and yep. like, yeah, okay. This is this is uh, this is not what I expected from a character with this name who went in and you know overwrote somebody's head and memories and stuff like just yeah 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 so that was a that was a pleasant surprise oh yeah speaking of pleasant surprises i have to ask you because this is this is actually the one of the few things that actually struck me as like this doesn't feel right when i first read the series what did you think of the spoiler at the end involving valentine and jace and clary (laughs) um oh it was so I saw I saw Clary and Valentine's relationship coming basically from the beginning. Yeah, um, she, she kind of had that like, no, trust me, you don't need to be prepared for this. It's happening anyway, type of thing. Yeah, like it, like, like I don't know, a few minutes in, or a few a few minutes, a few chapters in, like I kind of got like, oh, Valentine's her dad. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, no, like the there, there was. Yeah, like there was no suspense there. It wasn't like that. Like that wasn't a revelation to me, uh, even though like Clary didn't figure it out until like the, the third to last chapter or whatever. It was like no dummy. Like this whole story has been about how this guy's your dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so like that twist didn't get to me at all. But the one, yeah, the fact that Valentine was also Jace's dad was just like, oh, oh, that's <laughs> weird. Uh-huh. I didn't see that coming. But then to see, you know, some of the stuff worked in, right? Like, oh, like his name's Jonathan Christopher. It's JC. That's where Jace comes from. And that's mm-hmm. the initials on, you know, her mom's uh, 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 yes. footlocker thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Like, this was clearly planned. But, like, uh, there were no hints of it anywhere. It was just there. Uh-huh. Um, so... It was fine, but also I found it weird that the two characters that you're definitely setting up to be in a romantic relationship end up just being siblings. And and not even like step-siblings or half-siblings. Like, no, they are just, they have the straight-up same parents. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. Huh. I mean, you know, that's good, because I don't want them to be in a relationship because they're terrible together. Uh, but, boy, I definitely didn't see that coming. Well... <laughs> So, you know, so I, I definitely didn't see it coming either. And I was like, oh, this is a very interesting uh, Luke and Leia moment. But the thing is, though, with Luke and Leia, it <laughs> felt right. <laughs> with Clary and oh. Jace, it felt wrong. It actually oh. felt wrong. And maybe it was because I was I'm, I agree. It's the they set them up to be this couple. They set them up to be the couple of the series and everything like that. Um, and you're completely right in that in that instance. Uh, and I was like totally on board with it. But the thing is, though, the thing that sat wrong with me was that based off everything else that we were given information about involving Valentine, my entire thing was like, I don't know if I should trust this. I don't know if I should trust Valentine when he says this. 
And in the third book, we actually get the answer of why Valentine says Jace is his son. And the whole thing with the connection to Jocelyn, to Clary, to why she ran away, to the pretty much the events that led to why Jocelyn and Clary lived in Brooklyn for 16 years before all this happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it's, it's an interesting revelation um, to say the least. And it's also very satisfying for all the fans who were shipping Clary and Jace um, because okay. they do end up getting together and they are not actually blood related siblings. I will say that now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that hmm. Do you mind a quick long, uh, a quick little spoiler here with that? Because this does get into the third book. <laughs> let's uh, let you know. Let's let's hold off on that one, and we'll talk okay. off the air. Because I don't want to. Like, listen, I don't mind spoiling this book that we're talking about for for the yes. uh, listeners. But like, mm-hmm. maybe we don't spoil the entire series for them. Oh, I totally get that. Yeah, no, <laughs> trust me. There, there, there are other characters and other things like that that happen that come from the other series that spoil the other series. That if I got into, I would sure. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I am curious to know how that works out, but let's uh, let's let's let the listeners decide if they want to spoil things for themselves. Sounds uh, good. Yeah, yeah. Beyond and, the first book, you know. Um, oh yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. This was. I, I'm really happy that we got to do like an episode like this because I know that like on this show I have just talked Star Wars, I have talked fairy tale, I have talked <laughs> kind of my top two things, and this is yeah. one that. When I start talking about it, I really, really do love and enjoy. And it's actually the series that uh, helped me create my first cosplay. Hmm. Okay. Do, what was you your first cosplay then? A Shadowhunter. Oh, okay. He- everyone thought I was Isabel Lightwood when they if they actually read the books and looked at me because I'm the same height, same hair color, mm-hmm. same body build, the whole nine yards. So I was like, okay, I can see where that comes in. Except I wasn't wearing a dress. I was wearing a tank top and black skinny jeans um <laughs> but do you remember our uh, our comic-con pa- our fan fusion panel from last year andy how i was sitting I... there with the runes on <laughs> yeah okay does it make sense now <laughs> it does make sense now yeah yeah <laughs> okay okay so. yeah see i just i didn't i didn't know i hadn't i hadn't read the books hadn't seen the movie i just i didn't know and that that is one of the things about about well i mean not this year obviously but like that is one of the things about comic-con is there's so much cosplay that I see where I'm like, I know that's a thing. Like, I know that's not just this person dressing this way. I know they're supposed to be some character, but I have mm-hmm. no idea which character it's supposed to be because I don't know what that thing is because there's so much now. Yes. <laughs> yes, I get that. You know, what's interesting yeah. is that people who cosplay as shadow hunters are rare and far in between. Like, I've maybe seen Max in my entire time cosplaying six other people who cosplayed as shadow, as shadow hunters. Okay. Um, every single one of them has complimented me on my drawing of runes, which makes me feel really good because if you watch the TV series, you'll see how the way I draw them and the way they have them on mm-hmm. looks very similar. Okay. Um, except, you know, they have temporary tats they put on and mine's drawn with eyeliner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but they're very few and far in between. And But one of my favorite things, I think the most satisfying thing is when I do cosplay as a shadow hunter and i walk by a booth and someone goes oh, you're a shadow hunter and it's just like it's yeah. like the most obscure thing that they can point out to me and it makes my day when that happens yeah. so yeah that's pretty great because mm-hmm. it's like oh there's another person who's read the series yay <laughs> yeah 
So, uh, but yeah, overall, um, I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think if you are, uh, <laughs> I think definitely with the, like, this is going to sound un- unintentionally sexist and I know that, but like, if you relate more with female characters, you will probably enjoy this book more than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, which is weird because I read so many comics with female characters as the lead, you know, yeah. but, uh, I think, I think if you can relate with teenage girls, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, I think you'd enjoy this. Um, I, if, you know, if you like kind of the dark fantasy, the vampires and, and, you know, demon hunters and stuff like it's, it's worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm probably not going to go back for more. I might check out the TV series just to, to see what they did with it. Just out of curiosity. I was curious to watch the movie too, but I couldn't find it. Uh, uh I have a copy of it. If you ever want to borrow. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah. You know, at the at the end of the day, there's like again going back to that comic con thing. There's just there's so much media now. There's so mm-hmm. much uh, to consume. You know, like you said, I have so many books and stuff that I've bought that I just mm-hmm. haven't gotten around to reading yet. Um, yep. You know, just there's there's only so many hours in the day. Even you know these days that a lot of us are just staying home. Um, there's still only so much time, and I still have to get work and and you know still everyday stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't not recommend this book to anyone, um, unless you've listened to everything that we've said and you're like, yeah, oh, that doesn't sound appealing to me. Then eh, maybe don't read it. <laughs> yeah, unless you yeah. have teenage, unless you have a teenage daughter or you know a teenage girl or boy, oh, yeah. or someone who you think will enjoy it, then suggest to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They still sell it at Barnes and Noble and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Overall, pretty good, but. Um, I, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm mostly done with this journey. So, but thank awesome. you for, thank you for bringing it to me because, uh, I'm, I'm glad I got the chance to, uh, experience it at the very least. Of course. I, I, I hadn't thought about it before when, when doing our show about, you know, introducing it, but after strangers in paradise, I was like, you know, yeah, I, I would like to bring this out to a bit of a wider audience. Um, now that I think she's actually done writing, I don't know if she's done writing completely, but I think done writing, about Clary and the Shadow Hunters and all that. Um, so I just wanted to share oh, with everyone. Yeah. And I'm thank you for coming down the rabbit hole with us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually waiting until it's all done and then, you know, knowing that it has a good ending is is probably not a bad time to uh to start recommending it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, for sure. For I, sure. Uh, Plus more people to you, geek out with is always fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I um I personally never really got into Game of Thrones. Uh, I tried. I read the first book. It, mm-hmm. You know, by the time I was done with that book, I was like, "Well, the only character I like died." Um, and then, <laughs> I, like, I know, I know that the the, the TV show um, they kind of had to make up that last season because uh, uh, George R. R. Martin hasn't put out that last book yet. But like, yeah, but like, there are people who are like, I don't even want to read the last book now because that TV ending was so unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. That like it killed their interest in this thing that they've been invested in for almost a decade. Yep. Uh, so it's good to know that, uh, yeah, like, hey, maybe the Mortal Instruments doesn't have a terrible ending. <laughs> so if you decide you get into it, you're not going to get lost uh, or just be very disappointed and feel like you wasted, you know, years of your life at the end. 
And look, if you don't want to read the books, there is the TV series to go check out. It stays fairly true to the books. Yeah. I mean, there are a few things here or there that they don't include. But other than that, it does stay very, very true to the books as well as it can. Um, Seaform's kind of a weird channel anyways. Like, they're kind of a lower budget station. And I don't mean this disparagingly. Like, just factually. Like, Freeform is, is, it's like Disney's, like, fourth channel that I own. Um, So it is definitely not a priority. Um, so yeah, like, and, and it is kind of their teen drama channel as well. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, it's, uh, there's, there's going to be limitations in what they're able to do Mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, well, awesome. Yeah. This was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, we, we're, uh, basically went to the time limit there. So, um, Okay, so next weekend is Independence Day here in the United States. Um, That's going to cause some scheduling conflicts because I know our Voice America studio is down that day. So we're going to look into alternate recording plans potentially. Yes. Uh, But we may we may end up having to take next week off as a result. So uh, if that's the case, guys, uh, have a wonderful Independence Day. Yeah, we'll let you know. Um, Or you know what? If we're if we're here, we're here. If we're not here next week, that's why. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hey, follow us on the socials media. You can go to uh, Atomic Monsoon on Twitter and Facebook, and with the underscore between them on Instagram. Um, you can go to our Redbubble store. Um, you know what? I should make Atomic Monsoon face masks available on our Redbubble store. I'm going to do that, that right when we're done bad. recording. So by the time you hear this, that will be a thing. You can go buy an Atomic Monsoon face mask for when you need to go grocery shopping. Um, yeah, and if you have any questions or comments or things you like, uh, feel free to let us know either on the social medias aforementioned or at atomicmonsoon at gmail.com. Yep, do all those things. Yes. Oh, and rate, view, rate review, and subscribe uh, to us on your favorite podcatcher because we don't want you to miss an episode whenever mm-hmm. we end up doing them. Yep. <laughs> yep. So yeah. in the meantime, everyone, stay t- stay safe, wash your hands, wear your face mask, spend time with your loved ones, and don't get heat stroke. <laughs> All of those are very good advice. And wear deodorant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to go buy some more deodorant this weekend, actually. So <laughs> There's your reminder. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, be safe out there. Uh, we, hope that, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.